is awesome. Why don't we go for it? So we did it. And then one thing led to the next. Oh, dude, that's awesome. You see you're banned by FIFA? Yeah, we were banned from FIFA. <laughs> oh, we, we get to talk about this on the show? All right. Oh, yeah. Welcome in to Vision Pros Live with Jackson Callum. I'm your show host. We'll be doing interviews for visionary entrepreneurs and guest leaders who are building fantastic visions out there. I just want to go through some of the things that might help you with your visions. Casual, not Friday. Get that way when you're an entrepreneur. So enjoy it. Um, real quick, I want to give a shout out to Epiphany, AbleHealth.us, and of course, The Water Project. My name is Jackson Callum. I'm the founder of First Class Business. I'm excited to have Ben Mullen on the show today. Um, I also have to ask him, I didn't ask him if I pronounced his last name right, but this this young man of 19 years old has the poise of a, after talking to him for the last 15, last five minutes um, and knowing what he went through with Dean and with Jaime, I would say he has the poise of like a 28 to 30 year old. Um, so I'm really excited to see what in the heck inspired him to start his e-commerce company at 16 years old. Um, and maybe we'll talk about how he got banned by, by FIFA. We might talk about that a little bit, maybe a lot of it. We'll see what he wants to go into there. Um, and ultimately, if there's somebody that you can learn tremendous things about vision from, it's young people who are already pursuing their visions and doing it right from the get-go. I mean, I know it's easy to think that that's easy to do. It's not. Uh, I was one of those young people who went against the grain in terms of pursuing my vision. And, uh, you know, there's just constant people who are trying to make you shift gears and look at life through the lens that everybody else looks at it through. So I'm excited to hear his perspective on life how it's gotten him to where he's at, where he's headed with it. And of course, um, gather some knowledge from him about how you can apply this to your life. I'm 35 years old now. I can learn a ton from a 19 year old who is doing life right. So I hope you join me in that process. Without further ado, Ben, thank you so much for being on the show, man. We're excited to have you today. You. Uh, it's awesome to be here. Yeah, dude, absolutely. What time is it there? Oh, 4 a.m. Let's just give him a round of applause for being willing to do this at 4 a.m. with me. Man, I'm stoked about that. Um, I think I went to bed at 4 a.m. last night myself. Why? Because I'm up doing vision stuff. Um, in fact, <laughs> I made breakfast for my kiddos before I went to bed to make sure that it was done and they were good to go in the morning. Um, you know, and then uh, naturally got up with them at at uh, what like 7:58 to help get them off to grandma's house. Um, but that you know, when you love what you do and you love the visions that you're building for, there time is kind of arbitrary. I don't know. That's mm -hmm. at least my thought. What about you? Let's go there first, leadership-wise. How do you use your time? What advice would you have for people? What have you learned so far about time management? Um, just that it's very important. And if you're going to do something, commit to doing it and do that well. Um, one of the things I've heard recently, which I'm really, really loving learning myself and trying to implement, is that also with the time management, super, super important, as everyone speaks about. But also, I've heard a little bit about energy management. And I sat back and you thought about it. And it's very, very good to allocate time and be very good at time management, which we should be doing, you should be getting better at. But if you actually can't manage your energy and you allocate time to do a task, but you don't have the energy or, or the focus to do that task, well, it's kind of useless to allocate the time because you're not going to be productive. So it's also thinking, 
okay, I want to do this task at this time, but I also want to make sure I have the energy to do that. So maybe, you know, in the night, I want to work on Vision Pros for three hours. But in the afternoon, if I just go out and do something crazy for five hours, I'm not going to have the energy to do that tonight. So maybe I need a rest or maybe I need to sleep better than the night yes. before. Maybe I need to have food that gives me energy. Whatever it is for you, just managing your energy so that when you allocate time, you can do that well. Dude, I love that. Um, I've only heard one other mentor talk about energy in a similar fashion. That's Taylor Welch. Talks about clean energy and dirty energy and how to develop it. Um, but I hadn't heard of it in terms of energy management. Um, you know, I'm thinking about that. That's very in line with kind of what I do. Last night it was guitar. <laughs> for me, last oh, wow. night I was I was playing for my kiddos. And when I play for my kiddos, when they fall asleep, I start to like, you know, dive into songs that I love. So, um, you know, and then I took a nap at, I don't know, I think at 10 a.m. I had an 11 o'clock interview. I had a little break. Bam. Yep. You need a power nap to make sure that I'm taking care of my health. Got up for that interview. So, dude, well said. Um, I, I, I agree with the concept. Hopefully I'm doing that right. Um, so let's talk about your vision for 15 second version first, Ben. What yep. is your vision for yourself? Yes, yeah, so I'd say to definitely inspire other people, similar age and similar status to me, to be 1% better every day and to do that every day of their lives. I love that. You heard the concept of saving, uh, you know, like a dollar a day um, or $2 a day and what that can compound, you know, up to over, over the years. Yeah. You're doing yeah, that. Everything, once, once you compound it. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, okay. And uh, so let's talk about this. What's your vision then for those that you serve currently? And who do um, you serve? Oh, so I'd say definitely people in a similar boat to me, like young 15 to 25 year old guys, ideally, because that's who I am, who I know, who just want to take the next step. So people who are wanting to become an entrepreneur or wanting to get better at what they do, or wanting to be more consistent. And I know that I've learned a lot from, yeah, really, really high level entrepreneurs who post a lot of really good, valuable content out there. And it's helped me immensely in my journey. I've still got a long way to go, but having somebody who's further along in the journey on the similar journey to where you want to go is so helpful. So I want to be doing that for the people who are two or three steps behind and just slowly yeah, move everyone along. Very cool. Good stuff, man. And so you've talked about who should be listening, these 15 to 25 year old aspiring entrepreneurs. Um, yeah. And, you know, they're uh, they're probably going to get some life lessons out of this episode today um, and to learn the next couple of steps that they might be taking. Why should they listen to you? Because uh, I've been there, done that. I've failed a few times, stuffed up. And often I found it's really, really good Everyone talks about learning from your mistakes and it's super valuable to learn from them, which is good, but it's even better if you learn from other people's mistakes. So you didn't have to go through that. So yeah, I'm someone who's made mistakes. I've had success. I've had failures and somebody, everyone you can learn from. If they've done something good, you copy it. And if they've done something bad, you just do the opposite. And yeah. Just somebody who is a couple steps along for some people and a couple steps behind I think everybody has something to offer, something to learn from. I love that. I have definitely made my fair share of mistakes. 
Um, And in the process, I got to avoid many. I was the youngest of 15 half-and-step brothers and sisters. (sighs) Second youngest, um, actually. And over 80 cousins. And I was, again, on the younger end of that. So I got to watch people grow up and what they did and the choices yeah. they made was super helpful, um, you know, to know like, okay, don't go that route. Okay. Go that route. That was helpful. So um, you started your company at 16 years old. Did you do that with parental support, um, community support or anything like that? Tell, tell us about how you got started as an e-commerce store brand. And uh, again, having the character and mindset to look at life with that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So I started with two other guys, which is really helpful. Um, everything. Yeah. It's kind of like a double-sided coin. You have, obviously pros and cons to everything, but so yeah. we really two good friends that we're super close with. Um, one of, one of the other guy's parents uh, was happy to invest and support financially, which was helpful at the time. Um, obviously the later you start, obviously the more cash you'll have from just general working, but mm-hmm. we're pretty young at the time. So that was helpful. We started there and it terms of saying it's not ridiculously difficult depending on the business model. But if it's something simple like an e-commerce brand, service-based business, it's not super hard to start. So we were 16 at the time, not ridiculously intelligent. And we figured out, yeah, obviously do all the registration stuff. You get everything trademarked. You attempt to build a website if that's where you want to sell. And then you go from there. And from there, it's just a process of learning. You establish some sort of foundation and learn. Dude, I love that. All right. So I'm, I'm happy that you're simplifying this because there's there's two different markets. Um, my yeah. market knows that the the business cookbook is full of hundreds of simple recipes. Um, yeah. And that's, in essence, what makes it complex. Uh, I shouldn't say they know that. That's what I teach people. Yeah. But that also comes with the baggage of being an adult with lots of experience in life, right? Yeah. We, we tend to have more mind trash the older that we get, things yeah. that get in the way. And so you bring up something important, though. If you just read the manual, right? If you just look at this e-commerce platform is built with step-by-step instructions on how to do things. You know, if you can make create the mind space and the heart space to digest that information, um, then, you know, it it really can be a lot simpler than we make it out to be. But when we try to control that puzzle or we try, we let our own minds take it, or we can't remember what's going on because we've got a bunch of kids mm-hmm. um, and, and we don't manage our life well, then it can become more complicated than it needs to be. So mm-hmm. re- returning to you being 16, you got in that. I want to hit on one key for those who are listening. You mentioned that you started with two friends. There's pros and cons there, but yep. there's something that happened, I would think, before those two friends became business partners with you. You guys yeah. had to, it sounds like you guys established a great friendship, um, yeah. right? Talk us through that. There's a lot of people who don't have great friendships. You know, Gary Vaynerchuk talks about escaping your crowd, um, right? Mm. Getting getting five people next to you who are also doing amazing things. Yeah. How did you hone in on great friends? What are some of the virtues you looked for or the aspects that drove you to be friends? Or did you guys get, get lucky? Um, and end up at a party or something becoming friends. What, what was that like? Uh, it's a combination between both, I'd say. So okay. we were definitely great friends. And FIFA was a great one for us because all three of us jumped onto FIFA. It was during the COVID lockdown, right? Hold so, on. You jumped onto FIFA. I'm thinking of playing FIFA video games, but I think you meant more than that. What do you mean you jumped into FIFA? Oh, like FIFA as in, yeah, jumped on the PlayStation 4. Okay. We had like a FIFA team together that we could play online each night. 
Oh, it really was FIFA. Okay, like the, the, the video game. FIFA. Yep. <laughs> cool. So, okay, keep going. Yeah, jumped onto there most nights during COVID, which is where, yeah, we're obviously friends before, but that kind of started there in, in the COVID lockdown. And yeah, just when you're in the COVID lockdown and you're not going out and seeing that many people apart from the family you're living with, yeah, you become really, really good friends. And it's a really good outlet, we found, was having a little bit of fun, being able to wind down, relax. And when you're on for two to four to six hours a night, it's yeah hard not to become closer in that. Yeah. And people think it's so unproductive. Um, you know, like they, they think that video games are like the, the bane to our existence and what destroy some people do. <laughs> but like, you're right. When you have that camaraderie and friendship where you're, you're talking, you're yeah. ultimately, you become so good at it too, that it's second. It's like driving a car. Yeah. And then you're able to just mastermind the entire time you're playing, whether it's about what, what party you're going to go to or whether it's about e-commerce, you guys chose to turn those conversations towards e-commerce on occasion. Is that where y'all started to, to yeah. talk about the idea? Yeah, definitely. Oh, man, this is this is cool. I really hope your parents out there are listening to this um, because there there are great things that can happen. Um, you know, of course, hope your I hope your kids choose great friends uh, like mm. Ben did. So these parents invest in the original venture. What did that look like? Yeah, so one of the other guys, Mark, his dad, um, was very keen to yeah jump on board, help us out. Yeah, he, could, so he could sort of see the vision and where we're sort of going. So he's like, let's do it. Um, here's a tiny bit of initial capital and good luck with it. Go for it. Are you allowed to reveal the tiny bit what that was? It was 2000 at the time. Okay, cool. 2000 Australian dollars, 1500-ish US. So he um, said, he gave you that. He said, go. What'd you guys do? So got everything registered, sorted out Shopify. And for us, the main thing was getting samples um, initially. Because, yeah, we're a custom apparel place. We obviously, the higher the quality, the better your brand. Yeah. So definitely go get a lot of samples from different manufacturers. And we're still not there yet. It's, we're still in the process at the moment of getting more samples in for more products. Okay. But, hey, Jaime, pull that back up for me. Um, I want to look at vertex active and and talk through it says get your 100 free design um so are, am i getting custom design sportswear talk us through the brand what is this brand now um and how does it work yeah so essentially exactly what you said uh free design 100 customized so where the whole kind of project started was we were 16 and we did custom designs put it out there and then we realized well we want to get soccer jerseys or any other sporting business community apparel, a lot of the time when you search up custom apparel, custom shirts, custom hoodies, it's very stock standard. You're gonna go onto a website and you're gonna select from a bunch of five to 10 pre-designed templates where you can upload a logo. You can change the colors mm -hmm. and that's about it. But everybody's doing that. So it's not that unique and it doesn't actually represent your brand, your culture. Right. And you'll what you want to go for. So we, yeah, wanted to go into it and offer something that's fully 100% customized. And like even the jerseys on the screen there, you're not going to find those anywhere else. Yeah. Because they're fully, yeah, customized by us. Dude, that's amazing. Okay, yes. okay. So I'm excited to bring Jaime on. Jaime, I want you to come from the background. Unless like you got some serious noise problems. So because Jaime 
worked with an Italian Premier Soccer League as well. Dude, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Like, what what are you thinking? How did did your market care about stuff like this? Do you guys down in Colombia care about stuff like this? Teach us a little yeah. bit. What's your perspective? Of course, of course. Like, um, so I work for a international soccer program. So one of the things that we did yearly is we ordered the uniforms, obviously, for the camps and for the tournaments. And something like this is we, we usually, um, what do you call it? We outsource it, usually either in Colombia, which had a lot chipper materials, and or we did it in Pakistan. So we had those two providers. And usually what we got were things that had um, – a good design because it was based from other high brand and, and good looking things. But I mean, having someone that definitely personalizes your material and provides a high quality, it's hard to find in the market. You either settle for good design and, and bad quality or even both, but definitely getting people out there. And it's a very important part for people that have. I love it. We're losing you a little bit, Jaime, but you nailed it. And so what, what we got, though, I see yeah. a strategic partnership in the making. I don't know where my fingers should go to point this out, <laughs> but Jaime and, and Ben, uh, like I could see you guys, you know, like just collaborating a little bit, maybe exchanging some different contact information on, mm -hmm. on who would be interested in what, because um, we'd love to, I'd love to see that process supported um you know and see what could come out of that that could be super fun and unexpected um with this podcast so thoughts on that ben i love that are you in any yeah. soccer leagues right now yeah we're doing yeah a couple of soccer teams we've done that in the past and yeah it's at a stage now we're just looking to grow and scale so we've started built solid enough foundations and just go from there yeah i have an idea for you my friend what was that i have an idea for you go for it we just hosted a uh, an author, uh, sorry, a, a publisher um, who has hundreds of students that he's published books for, right? Yep. And one of his testimonial videos, so powerful. It's just unboxing after unboxing after unboxing of people pulling their book out for the first time, um, right? So you got these authors who are pulling it out. Some of them are jumping up and down, and so some of them are crying and hugging it. Uh, yep. If you guys had a compilation of soccer teams unboxing their jerseys, dude. Yeah. That'd be, idea. Oh, it'd be so powerful from an emotional appeal yeah, standpoint. Wow. Yeah. We've, we haven't actually thought about that. Awesome. All yours, man. That. Go for it. It'd be fun. Uh, so, yeah, then you turn those all the TikToks. Oh, it'd be so yeah. fun. Um, all right, cool. And you know more about TikTok than I do. I can tell that. So uh, you talked about using TikTok for the marketing side of things. Uh, you're in a generation where that makes perfect sense to dive headfirst into. Um, our generation, a lot of us were a little bit slower to realize, okay, this is a real thing. I'm repenting on that by diving into threads um, <laughs> before that takes off. But TikTok, what'd you guys use it for? What'd you guys see? Results, good, bad, ugly? Yeah, so we started initially just chucking some videos up a bit willy-nilly, not too much thought and strategy expertise behind it. And we had, yeah, some mild success. And then we found, because we did like a rebrand of our TikTok. We started something else and then rebranded it. And we got some followers from... Yeah, countries that weren't interested in yeah who we were or buying the products. It kind of just, I, I don't know how it exactly worked. And we were pretty young and inexperienced. And TikTok was new at the time. And we're kind of at the stage now, 
where we just wanted to focus on ourselves and get our product really, really good before we take something out there that we're not fully used to and we don't fully understand. So we kind of withdrew for a little bit and now we're at a stage where we're looking to go back out. Now we've got our product sorted. We've got the business sorted. We know yes. how we want to market, a little bit how marketing works and yeah, a whole lot of content creation, just studying people like Alex Ormosey, Russell Brunson, high-end brands, competitors, and looking what they're doing rather than just looking just in our own little bubble of the three of us, what can we do? It's looking at other people mm. and learning from their failures and emulating what they're doing well. You mentioned two mentors that I would say are almost polar opposites in their approach to marketing, but I have <laughs> great respect for. Yeah. Hey, man. Oh, hello. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> oh, no uh, it seems like we're having some connection issues, but yeah, um, we'll, we'll continue. To go ahead. <laughs> so, um, tell us a little bit more regarding um, what. So, you've already had customers. Tell us a little bit more of your experience with your customers and understanding like how they are, because I, I know from a perspective of being a client, uh, we, we tend to ask a lot out of the uniforms. And, yeah. Uh, aspect. So tell me a little bit more about the type of customers that you currently have. Yeah, so we have a lot of customers, a lot of different sporting teams at the moment, and we've done a few different businesses, community kind of groups. Then from our end, it's just making sure the customer gets exactly what they want because they're the ones paying you. They're the ones who you're there to serve. So it's actually doing that well, actually thinking what do they need? What do they want? What's their requirements? And making sure you go above and beyond to reach that because a lot of people you start and it's, very easy to be self-centered and be like, what's easiest for us? What can we do that's going to work with our, prod our problems, our projects, our ideas, rather than from the other way around? And you listen to any high-end entrepreneur, business owner, and they all have that mindset of thinking the other way around. What does the customer want? What are their pain points? What are they wanting out of this? Why are they even here? Why do they bother to pay you? Why do they bother to answer your emails? So it's thinking very customer-based. <laughs> Yeah, and from my experience, um, so going through that design phase, it's it's kind of difficult because yeah. um, you have to test out and you have to look at the materials and, and you have to go through that process. Do you have something in place as far as like an initial design meeting and then sending over some type of quality for bigger orders I'm, I'm talking about? Um, so what's your process looking like uh, in that yeah, aspect? So this stage, we do... 
one to three initial designs. But they just tell us what they want. Then we go and design it, send it back to them. And then it's just a feedback process from there. They'll say what they like, what they don't like. We'll make those changes, send it back to them. And we just go back and forth until they're happy, until they're 100% satisfied. Because if they're not happy, then we just change what they're not happy about. And sometimes it's annoying, but that's, that's part of it. And that's what you sign up for when you want to do custom work in that field. They're just going back and forth until they're 100% happy. And sometimes we have to start again. We get to a point where like, damn, this just isn't working. Start again. And then it's better. And the final product turns out looking amazing. Uh, okay, I think I think we're continuing to have issues. Mainly, I guess it may be because of our internet. Uh, yeah. But are you able to hear me now? Well, I can hear you now. Yeah. All right. Let Let's keep on going for a bit. Yep. Um. So, regarding vision and being so young, I, I, I admire what you do because I am. I am trying to still launch my own business, and it's very difficult. And also. Being at such a young age, it's something admirable. Um, so if you were to have someone in front of you yeah. that is going through that process, what type of what type of advice would you provide to them? I'd say just do it. Because you'll you'll never regret doing it, essentially. And a quote that I love, and it's been said many, many times by a lot of different people. It's not from me, but it's awesome. And it says, imperfect action beats perfect inaction and it's just yeah, yeah very very powerful in the sense that you just start and that's all you can do so the, yeah the sooner you start you'll either go well and it's great you'll be glad you started or it doesn't go well and you learn from that and improve that whatever mistake you make so there's kind of no benefit to not starting i i love that mindset I love that mindset. It's also looking at, it's always getting the positive thing out of everything that you do. So it doesn't matter if you fail, but as long as you get started and you do things and you take those steps, that's the most important thing. And yeah. um, for a young person, one of the most, like some of the things that we, we have present is fear. Fear of starting, fear of, of, of taking that next step. So how would you recommend to a young person that's starting like to get over that fear of just going for it and starting their own business or starting their own um their own their own let's say venture into life yeah so listening to a lot of you know, different people speak on business give their own business advice who are further along than me um, one of the things that always comes up um, Stephen Covey, I'm reading a book, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. And the second habit is start with the end in mind. Um, Simon Sinek also says, yeah, have your why, know your why before you start. I think yeah, just relaying that advice, the best thing you can do is know why you're doing it, what the end goal is. Because if you have an end goal, okay, I want to make extra income on the side so I can support my kids, or I've got a marriage coming up and I've got a wedding that I need to pay for. So I need the money from the business to support that. And having that as your driving factor, rather than just, oh, I'm doing it for the sake of it, will help you get through. 
Yeah, that's that's again mindset. So once yeah. you focus your mind until you, yeah. you're basically results driven, you're always focusing on that end goal, and then yeah. you're simply just going through the process of life and trying to get to that end goal. And I admire that extremely. Yeah. Uh, um, and so, sorry guys. Without um, <laughs> hey Jackson. <laughs> It had to happen at some point, Ben. <laughs> happened to you, my friend. But great yeah. job throwing down and keep keeping it going. Jaime, feel free to continue. Yeah, so I, I was just going to continue focusing on that uh, results-driven mindset, which is very important for any type of business owner, any visionary that's always there because people or or a lot of people don't think about the end result. So having that end result is a necessarily go in these types of things like coaching or going to mentors and, and getting to people um what would you say to them to get them started um and and look for mentors and look to getting into mindset um ideas yeah so yeah in terms of starting you just you want to get into it and you want to mentor there or somebody further along. So you're not just like a duck, you know, floating in the water. So once you have those two things, you just start and you have some sort of forward vision, forward focus of where it is I'm going, what's a competitor that's further along, what's an entrepreneur who I want to emulate. And you just go for it, knowing that you will make mistakes. But every high-level entrepreneur has either failed their first or multiple businesses or they had a successful business that had multiple failures. Mm. So to think that you're going to get it right the first time is a bit naive. And yeah, there's that like 90% of businesses fail in the first however many years, two years, five, I don't know the exact stat, but it, it's very common for a business to fail. And you've just got to go for it knowing that the odds aren't in your favor, but if you do it enough times and you learn from those mistakes, eventually the odds will swing around. Nice. I love that. Do you mind if I awesome. jump back Thank in? Thank you so Jaime? much for such a great value. Oh, Jaime's got a little bit of internet lag too, but I think mine is over. <laughs> so we're good to go. Um, dude, Jaime, thanks for bridging the gap go, on that. Go ahead, Jackson. I'm going to dive, dive right in with that. So, you know, it, mm -hmm. I love what you're talking about with, yeah. you know, if you if you do it enough times, right? Especially if, you're, if you've got your type of heart and mind where you're going to learn from others along the yeah. way. Again, we'll go back to, to Alex and Alex Hermosi and uh, Russell Brunson on the same concept. Yeah. Um, but as we get there to, to tie the two together, entrepreneurs, the stat is that in 10 years, 96% of businesses fail, right? Yeah. That doesn't mean they won for nine years and then finally failed. Like yeah. they had a very hard path the entire time, never really got to the success, spent 10 yeah. years of their life doing it. And 96 out of a hundred people, don't make it. That's yeah. a very, that's a very scary statistic. Um, it's a very real statistic. And mm -hmm. the only way you can beat the odds is if you're not playing the average game, Yeah, you have yeah. to be doing things that are above average in order to get above average results. Um, yeah. I had a, a mission president that taught me that I'm super grateful for it. So um, you're doing above average things. You're mentoring with the right types of people. Yesterday yeah. we had coach Reed on the call. 
I can't wait to introduce you because Coach Reed has been in the sports world for over 30 years as a coach. He's become a very good friend of mine. I have yep. a feeling he needs a jersey or two um, <laughs> you know, or, or knows people who might need jerseys. And yep. um, he talked about getting outside of your echo chamber. That means not just listening to people who think like you, right? Getting yep. people who think differently. So here's Alex Hermosi. Here's Russell Brunson. Russell mm. Brunson is convert quick, convert fast, convert, yeah. convert, convert, right? Yeah. Alex is playing the long game. He knows how to talk mm. about conversions to keep people interested. But he's also <laughs> the guy who admitted when he launched this podcast, he launched it with 10-year mindset. Oh, yeah. I will do this and optimize it, and I am invested, and I'm not giving up on this. I'm going to optimize and optimize. Chisels this down just like my, my biceps and my – not mine, his <laughs> biceps and his six-pack. Mine are – no. Um, yeah. So let's not go – mine are the 10-year failure. Um, just kidding. So, uh, Ben, you're following yeah. both of those individuals. You're catching the yeah. value from both. Um, and you, you're probably expanding your horizon of, of who you're looking. You're looking at Simon Sinek. You mentioned, uh, Stephen Covey as well. Yeah. These are great names. I hope people of any age are diving mm -hmm. in and reading these materials. Um, yeah. what, what would you say the most powerful lesson you've learned over the last three years of business has been for you? Okay. Let me switch to that. Yeah. Just to, do things and keep doing it. It's essentially just consistency, but always trying things, learning, trying to implement and take action. Action is a big one as well. Um, often, yeah, there's kind of like a spectrum I like to look at and the majority of people are on one end of the spectrum and it's kind of like they're just stale, stagnant, not, yeah, not looking to mentors, not trying to read anything, taking any valuable content. And then you have on the other end of the spectrum, kind of like self-development junkies is how it's kind of been termed. And people who yeah. just love taking in all this value, love looking at, yeah, mentors, reading books, listening to podcasts. And majority of people, that's not an issue. But I feel like I'm towards that end of the spectrum where it's like I love watching these videos. I love listening to podcasts like these. I love reading books. And then it's actually taking what you learn and then action on that. So, yeah, I'd say that's... Yeah. Probably the biggest lesson, um, action and consistency. Mm. But yeah, with exactly what you said with Alex Hormozzi, it's that long-term mindset that if you actually take action consistently for 10 years, it's unlikely that you'll fail. Correct. So, yeah, re restacking those odds in your favor. He said with his YouTube channel, he's like, I don't really care. I'm just going to do this for 10 years. And it's pretty unreasonable to think that I'm not going to grow. And I'm not going to have some mild success if I do consistently for 10 years and emulate the good stuff and cut out the crap stuff. Yep. So it's just taking that mindset and applying to the business. If I learn marketing for 10 years, I'm not going to get it perfect in the first year, maybe not in the second year, but in the eighth or ninth year, I think you'll be a lot better and you have a lot more success. So it's just knowing that in 10 years time, you will be doing it and you'll be so much better off. Absolutely. Oh man, that's so cool, dude. Um, mm. you, you're just dropping so much wisdom on everybody right now with this. Um, all right. So Ben, why is, it says that, but why is all of this so important to you? How did you gain perspective to, to want to build something like this as early as you did? Um, I'd say business is something that always interests me. Some people just love the idea of it. And I'm probably more from an engineering maths kind of background. So I love problem solving. I love getting in there and figuring out how things work and taking that and applying it to business. Something is always passionate about um, 
how does a business work? Because we interact with businesses all the time. Like we buy, we see the ads on TV, um, Facebook, you know, takes our preferences, take our information and recommends businesses and ads and products to us. So it's just to figure out, well, how does that work? And you can obviously make money from it. That's one factor. But you can also use it to serve people. And Russell Brunson talks a lot about that. Anyone who's familiar with him, he, his kind of model is that it's not the government or the politicians that will change the world. It's the entrepreneurs. Yep. And there's a lot of power in that to be able to, one, serve people and give them solutions to their products. And yeah, it creates a lot of freedom for you. If you can have a business that supports you financially, it gives you actually time to invest in things that matter to you. So whether that be religion or your family or hobbies or being able to relax, being able to give back, being able to serve, whatever it is for each person, there's a lot of freedom in that that often people don't like to talk about because it may be like a selfish reason, but depending how you want to use it, a lot of freedom to be able to do that. Correct. So deeper than that, um, yeah. have you thought through why you care? Why, why does Ben, and how do I say your last name, Ben? I'm sorry I didn't ask that. Um, Malin. 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 Yeah. Malin, Malin, the English way. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> ben Malin. Yeah. Why, why do you specifically care? Is there, is there something that, that like opened your eyes to caring about the world? Were you just kind of born with that? Where that desire to care about serving others and, and being there for people? Is it, is it simply an engineering trick or is there something deeper? Um, I'd say deeper. Fundamentally, like I am a Christian and I know podcasts like this. Yeah. You don't want to obviously not specifically religious, but I'm a Christian and yeah, seeing what you know Christ did for me on the cross, um, that pretty much just shapes my whole world. And it's a really good verse. And it's like, we love because he first loved us. So fundamentally that is the reason because I know that I am loved and cared for beyond, I can, beyond anything I can ever comprehend. And yeah, taking and giving that to other people, whether it be through business, whether it be yeah, through financially and be able to support people in that way through my time, um, yeah, that's a real deeper reason. I'm me. glad you shared it. This podcast yeah. is one that appreciates that. Um, yeah. If you were Muslim and it came from that, I would appreciate that too. Yeah. Um, we happen to share that same source. Um, yeah. So uh, I did see in your Instagram profile, if you want to pull it up, Jaime, um, that it set your first tagline, your first identity statement is much loved child of God. Yeah. Um, and I'm, I'm happy. I wish more people were able uh, to have the bravery Mm. to be bold like that about what their core beliefs are, because it, it yeah. teaches us a lot about their value sets, um, you know, yeah. and, and where their philosophies come from, which can create, um, you know, a shared understanding of, of what this person is up to. So you say much love child of God um, yeah. from a God standpoint. I'm also curious, were your parents super supportive? Are they not? Um, yeah, they if are. you don't want to dive into that. That's fine. No, no, they definitely are. And yeah, so much love to mom and dad. They, yeah, brought me up in a family in a household that I was able to learn that come along to church and it really learned the values and learn yeah what the gospel message is so super supportive and thankful for them dude I love that okay well if you want to be entertained um, educated and inspired then it would be awesome to follow Ben on Instagram uh, let's grow his following because he is working hard to be a light on a hill and dude you're a super bright light on the hilltop. And uh, I appreciate it. I got nephews and nieces that I look forward to showing this to. I hope they see this and also 
feel inspired by what you're up to. Um, yep. I'll be following your journey um, as life goes along too, looking and seeing, all right, what's, mm -hmm. what's been up to, uh, what's his latest venture? Um, yep. What's this, what's this turning into? Here's what, uh, just to recap. Um, it, to me, I see a young man who appreciated the game of soccer, um, you know, played some video games with friends about it, realized there was a business opportunity associated with his passion, um, mm -hmm. decided to pursue that passion. Um, and now, you know, the, the world's wide open for you. Now that you've learned all this entrepreneurial stuff, you can turn that into any type of business model that you want um, yep. and pursue, refine different visions. As you work on being 1% better um, mm -hmm. you know, every day, uh, yep. then you're going to have a life well lived. Um, you'll have your, your challenges. You'll have your sacrifices that come along. Mm -hmm. Um, but it sounds like you're going to live your life with a lot of purpose. And I yeah. think everybody from the ages of listening ears all the way until, you know, a hundred above can be inspired and, and have a life changing experience because of all that you shared today. Is there anything you'd like to add? Yeah, you summarized that pretty well. Okay, man. Well, this has been a lot of fun. Um, yeah. uh, let's go ahead and get, uh, people. Okay. So if you want to get in touch with Ben, Instagram's one of the ways to do it. Also, if you want to support his venture, um, you know, make sure to go to the, I'm going to pull up, so I don't mess it up. Vertex active. Yep. Also we'll take Vortex. It's Vertex though, right? That's how you pronounce Vertex. it. Yeah. Vertex. Good. Uh, you can scratch, subscribe to their email address, uh, or their email list as well for any exclusive offers that they have. Uh, they yep. have some really cool, high quality looking hoodies and sweatpants. And, and uh, of course the jerseys on there as well. Um, we look forward to seeing your venture succeed, Ben. Vision Pros, if there's anything else you'd like to ask, don't hesitate to ask him in the comments. I'm sure Ben will be happy to, happy to circle back around. We'll yeah. forward those to him as well. Um, and for your own ventures, um, you know, let us know what you're up to. Don't hesitate to comment for your ventures because Ben and I would love to support you as well on what you're doing. Mm -hmm. And we hope everybody has a fantastic rest of their week. If you need anything from us, don't hesitate to reach out. Everybody have a lovely day. Thank you for your time. Thank you. Thank you for being here today. I'm really happy that you tuned in to Vision Pros Live. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing your reactions as these episodes continue to move forward. We optimize them as the months go by. This is going to get more and more fun. Um, we'll have more and more engagement as well. We'll invite people to participate in the show. And thank you for, uh, for giving us your time and attention. And have an excellent time building out your vision.